Hello, my friend. Buckle up. Well, if you're driving, I hope you are buckled up. But today's podcast episode is really awesome and really amazing. I am speaking with my friend, Chelsea Jo Moore, host of the Systemize Your Life podcast. Chelsea Jo and I have been podcast friends since the beginning of both of our podcasts, and I'm on her podcast sharing this podcast with you guys today on syncing your productivity in business and motherhood with your cycle. And as you guys know on here, I talk all about health, fitness, nutrition, and syncing your lifestyle with your cycle. And on Chelsea Joe's podcast, she talks all about systemizing your life, your business, Everything from these small tasks of like laundry and cleaning your home and organizing to big tasks within your business or career or things like that. Chelsea helps create systems in place that support you so things don't feel so chaotic all the time. And I really love what Chelsea talks about in running her, calling, you know, your business and your home running your ship because, yeah. As moms, we are the captain of a lot of wavy waters around us. And so go subscribe to Chelsea Joe's show. Today's podcast episode, I think you guys are really going to love. I really love chatting with Chelsea about this because I have been learning about cycle syncing and tweaking and optimizing my fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle with my cycle for so long that a lot of what I do and teach is just so ingrained in my brain as second nature. So having this conversation with Chelsea Joe was just really cool in the sense of me remembering to explain it from ground level. And so go check out Chelsea Joe's podcast, Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe. But you guys remember, I have a self-paced course that you can go through that teaches you how to simply sync your cycle with all areas of your life. Yes, I do focus on fitness and nutrition, but I approach all areas of life with cycle syncing and approach it from the standpoint of what supports you in your cycle. Because I know you wish there was a way to stop the weight loss struggle and end the misery of cutting calories and increasing cardios as your only way to approach your fitness goal. And I know what it feels like to be obsessing about my body, working out harder, eating less and not seeing results and actually seeing things go completely backwards. And imagine if you knew how to work with your body, what would it be like to deeply know and understand what your body is going through and give it exactly what it needs to look and feel your very best in all areas of your life? This is exactly why I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations course, where I teach you how to sync your fitness, nutritious, true nutrition and lifestyle with your cycle while increasing your metabolism because a lot of those approaches that you've been trying to do for weight loss has secretly been sabotaging your metabolism. You, When you get this course, you will walk away with understanding each phase of your cycle, what is supportive of that phase because I know that most plans tell you what to stop doing, what to cut out, um, and what to eliminate. But my approach is teaching you what to focus on that's supportive of your body and what you can do to enhance your everyday life, not deprive you from it. And you guys, for a limited time, the Feminine Fitness Foundations course is available as a self-paced beginner's course. 
you will go through this course and it is so simple and it's not going to take you a lot of time to begin this. This podcast episode is longer than the modules in my course. I break it down. I give you the simp- simple, quick shifts that you can make to start syncing with your cycle. You get tools and resources when you get started now. There's bonus materials like my cycle syncing cheat sheet, meal plan, food list, four week strength training program. So if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundation, tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundation. It's also in my Instagram bio. It's also in the links in this episode. If you go now and you check the show notes, because I can't wait to help you just realize your hormones are your superpower, not the curse of aunt flow, not something that needs to throw a wrench in your day-to-day life, but to use cycle syncing strategy to work with your body instead of against it. Long intro. So let's just hop into the conversation that I have with Chelsea. All right, Chelsea Joe, are you so excited to be on each other's podcast today? I'm pumped. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, my name is Joelle Cease. I am the host of the Feminine Fitness Podcast, and it's not just me today. Uh, my name is Chelsea Joe, and I'm the host of the Systemize Your Life Podcast. For those of you that are joining me on my show, We're doing a sister episode. Joelle and I are coming together to hash this out, and we are sharing this episode on both of our podcasts because it's that good. It's that good, and we love each other that much. We really have had a long love affair of each other and our businesses and our podcasts since we both started, so this is so exciting. And COVID ruined everything. Joelle was supposed to come out to Arizona for a big trip for her company, and she did not. And so we have not yet met face-to-face. I know. We We (laughs) will. And today we are going to be talking about cyclical productivity and motherhood and how we as women are different throughout the phases of our cycles when it comes to productivity and motherhood. And For those of you who are listening from Chelsea Joe's podcast or maybe even finding my podcast new, my journey started with cycle syncing and how we as women operate cyclically when it came to my health and fitness journey. After my second son, I was eating healthy, working out, doing all of the things and cutting calories, doing more cardio. And I felt like my body, I was fighting against my body. And I also noticed different like hormonal things going on that would happen. Like some days I would feel super awesome and I could crush through to-do lists. And then another day I would just get a few things done and feel like I need to plop myself on the couch because I was burnt out. And as I started to pay attention to this of like, wow, this isn't random. This is cyclical. And if I get to know my body, I can also align motherhood and productivity with my hormones. So our hormones impact everything. They impact our energy, our mood, our emotion. And most of us think it's like the curse of aunt flow, right? Like think of all of those things as a teenager or middle schooler or whatever that we associated our cycles with. It's never been anything positive, right? But what I want to teach women is to work with our bodies and know what's going on instead of against it. And on my podcast, Feminine Fitness, I really do focus on fitness and nutrition, but I do cover this lifestyle element with my students and in my course of motherhood and productivity included in that like lifestyle bracket, because lifestyle is such a fluffy word. 
But when it boils down to our hormones are the guiding system for everything. Our hormones dictate how much fat storage our body is holding on to. Our hormones dictate our energy and our brain is affected by our hormones in brilliant ways each week or each cycle phase. So that's kind of what we're going to roll through and break down. And I I really get to teach Chelsea a lot about this too, as we go through. So is there anything you want to talk about before we kick off Chelsea? Yeah, I am so excited because you guys know that I am super recommitted to just my, my health and fitness, which I always have been, but I kind of took a lull I think most of us took a lull there for 2020. I mean, it was what it was. It's not necessarily that it was a lull. It just, it, there was a shift, right? And so <clears throat> I've just really recommitted lately. And for those of you that are my students, you know that inside of the academy, the very first module inside of the first tier has a whole section on mindset. And then we go through seasons and I talk about our cycles as women and how they impact us. But Joelle this is like where her brain goes every single time. And when I share stuff on Instagram, she like pops me a message and she's like, Hey, are you in this part of your thing? And are you in like her brain just goes there. And I've had so many questions because I'm very intrigued by this. As you guys know, I'm big on collecting data. I love tracking things. I track my cycle inside of my business planner so that I can see how my cycle is affecting my productivity and business And I'm really starting to grow in my knowledge base with how it just is affecting me in my temperament with my children and my temperament with my husband and how I'm able to produce and show up as a soon to be in a few days when you're listening to this, I'll already be 38, but a 38 year old athlete, right. That's really trying to strengthen her body and, and just knowing how my hormones, which is like the basis of everything that my body functions off of as a woman, how that impacts everything I do and how it impacts everything that you do. So Joelle's going to be taking me through some things so you can learn right along with me. I'm super excited and let's do this. Yeah. And you said the first step, which is so great you're already doing is tracking it or having some sort of system in place where with the start of a week, or if you can tell by each and every day what phase you're in in the moment, I like the app called My Flow. It's a dollar ninety nine, but they do have a good a good app that that's easy to work with. You can add in notes because I noticed for me when. I was adding in notes. I could then go back like prior months and be like, is this that consistent feeling that I'm getting, like trying to help see if things are cyclical. Um, So my flow is really, really great. And they have a lot of elements of cycle syncing all areas of life within that app. So it's a really, really good tool. And what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is I'm going to break down each phase, what's going on with our hormones in that phase, and then what that does for our biology that ignites a certain area of our, our strengths and how we can use that instead of constantly thinking we need to show up the same way. So guys, they have a 24-hour cyclical rhythm, which is why men tend to always feel the same day in and day out. We as women have a 28-ish day 
hormonal cyclical rhythm. And so that's why on day, let's just take a random number, day eight of your cycle, you feel maybe like you're crushing the to-do list. You get a high intensity energetic workout in and you feel like you're crushing the day. You, you kind of see the world through these rose colored lenses. But then on day 24 of your cycle, you're kind of questioning everything. Maybe you only get a few things done on your to-do list and you're feeling um, low energy. Instead of feeling like you're in this pendulum back and forth and then always wanting to be in a certain phase where you feel optimal, it's about knowing how you can support your body optimally with your tasks in the phase that is best for that task. And so that's kind of what we're going to run through. And yeah, there's going to be days where things have to get done even when you're not feeling like it. But I hope this takes away that question of like, oh, why am I feeling like this? Maybe I shouldn't be building this business. Maybe I should send my kids off to boarding school or whatever it is. <laughs> you then have like, okay, I know what's going on with my biology and it brings a little grace to you, yourself, your family, and you can communicate that within your relationships. So starting off with our follicular phase and trust me, my friends, I didn't learn about or in depth learn about all of these four phases until I was in my late 20s. So if you're like, I don't know what, I didn't know we had a follicular phase or a luteal phase or anything. I don't know what this is. <laughs> right. Like you're a-okay. It's totally normal. It's, it's just because it's not relevant to us until it becomes relevant to us. And in our thirties and in our forties, even in our twenties and trying to conceive, it tends to become yeah. a priority to educate. But in, up until this point, if it wasn't in the forefront and wasn't talked about, you're a-okay and you just move forward with some practical tips that I'm going to talk about now. So once you're, and people think when I talk about cycle syncing that I talk about periods all the time, I'm like, that's the phase I talk about the least. So that's going to be the one we cover last, but follicular phase is day one to day 13 ish after your period has stopped. So when your period has stopped, you are in follicular phase and that lasts one to 13 ish days long. And our cycle is cyclical. It's not like a hard stop of the different phases. So you'll feel the different phases roll together in follicular phase. And after your period, your hormones are gradually starting to rise. So think of a bell curve. You're in that beginning stages of your estrogen in particular, starting to rise and your testosterone also starting to rise during this phase. So what that means for our productivity is this is a really great time to start those new projects. Maybe you got an idea for something in the past. Follicular phase is a great time to go in and tackle some new projects. Give yourself some time to sit and write down new ideas that you have. Like during this phase, you'll just notice you have more ideas for maybe content, maybe posts, maybe for activities that you want to do with your family. It's a great time to brainstorm. It's probably the time of the month that Chelsea and I love the most because it's a great time to sit down and make a plan. Like it's, it's instead of looking at it from like, oh, it's, it's the first of the month. I'm going to sit down and plan out the month. It's a really great time to either plan it out during your follicular phase. So right after your period or reevaluate it or go and look at calendars in your follicular phase and to strategize and to tackle mentally challenging tasks like 
follicular and then the next phase, ovulation phase, tends to be that time of the month where we can make these long to-do lists and we crush those long to-do lists and then we make dinner for the family and then we do family time together and we have this energy and we go to bed at the end of the day and we're like, I crushed today. That is because of our rising hormones of estrogen and testosterone, right? Okay. So I want to ask you before we go into the next one so that we can kind of start to digest a little bit of this. Um, we're talking about your follicular phase. So I'm coming at you from the woman that is listening to this. That's like, okay, Joelle, you think like this, but I do not. <laughs> so in my mind, right? I'm like, I've been tracking since my twenties because I opted for family planning. I stopped birth control very, very early on in college, wreaked havoc on my life was the worst decision I ever made, but I didn't know any better. So then I dealt with a fallout of being on birth control forever. I got my internal organs and hormones resituated after that. And then I came into this thing where I was like, oh, family planning, what is this? So I really began to know my cycle. But then I had two babies and that all went up in a, in a blaze and a fire because everything looks different after my second kiddo. Everything looked different. My full cycle is 35 days on the money now, like mm -hmm. 35 days. And so when I sit down and I listen to people talk about this, I'm like, well, the first 13 days, day one through 13 doesn't really sit with me because my cycle's 35 days long. And so now I'm over here like, well, how do I adjust this? So where do we begin looking at what is day one? Cause when you just talked about when, when it's has gone. Yeah. Totally gone. But what about the woman whose stretches three days versus the woman who stretches seven days? What is, what is the difference for her? When you, when you are still in that period bleed, your hormones are still very, very, very low. And it's when the bleed has completed that they start to rise back up again. So with that, with all of that, and like I said, this is, I'll give the variations of numbers and that's probably where your one brain has to kind of slow down and shut off the number portion of it and just focus on, okay, the week after my period, the week and a half after my period, or, you know, for example, me, my period is starting smack dab today. So mid month or mid week, right? So I, I really just assumed all week I was in period mode, even though like I knew on Sunday, okay, my period's going to come any day now. My brain just put myself into period mode in that, even though my actual bleed didn't start until day one. And so then when I start my period, then I start thinking, okay, well, next week is my follicular, but I definitely just see it as more cyclical instead of hard stop. Because as you'll see, when we talk more about what's productive during this phase, the phases and how they roll into one another, it's not like a hard stop and start on any sort of projects. It is really just the completion of it and how yeah. it all rounds out. But with follicular, it's definitely when you are done bleeding. Okay. So this is great. For those of you that don't know me all that well yet, and you're listening to this episode on Joelle's podcast, here's where my brain goes. My brain goes to look at this incredible system that Joelle has created for herself based on the knowledge that she has about her body. And that's why we wanted to put this episode out into the world is because 
I'm sitting here thinking, I don't have specific numbers. I track based on the symptoms and signs that my body is giving me and I listen to them. But what I don't have synced up yet is how does that impact my productivity and home and business and my ability to relate to my kids and my husband? That's where my brain goes immediately is how do I use this information to create a system that allows me to be higher producing in every area of my life. And so Joelle's brain went straight to this week, regardless of where you are in the month, regardless if it starts on a Wednesday, I just know I've got about Joelle saying, I know that I have about a week of period mode as she calls it. Right. And then she's going to have a week of follicular. She's going to have a week of ovulation or this is where her brain goes. Right. And so this is the system that she uses. And I think we all begin to start to see what does that mean for us? And maybe my week stretches a few more days because my cycle is 35 days instead of 28. Right. So I may have eight days on every single one of these phases instead of five. Like I have a friend, her cycle is 24 days on the money every single time. So her week that she experiences through these four phases, right? There's four phases mm-hmm, that you're going to talk mm-hmm. about. Okay. Yeah. So your phases may be shorter or longer. Is that what I'm understanding? Depending on how long your cycle is. And that's like the ebb and the flow. That's where there's no hard stop. It just depends. And I totally listen to my body on all these things, but what I'm trying to like pull out of, of our time together is understanding how does this impact me and how do I use it to understand, okay, I'm setting up my week every single week. I set up my time blocks every single week. How do I look at what week I'm in, in my cycle to be able to gauge, am I going to put anything in my morning routine block or am I going to sleep because I need it depending on the phase that I'm in? Am I going to have nothing in my nighttime routine block because I'm in my ovulation block and I know that I'm going to want to spend all my time with my husband because I know my body and I know my hormones that way. Like, that is how I'm going to gauge myself for success. Or am I in the week of my life where I'm super crabby and I don't want to bite my kid's head off. So I'm going to book very little business stuff so I can just cuddle my babies more and sit on the couch more and not want to clean the house. Like, is this where my brain should be going? Is this the kind of system that you want to be empowering other women to know how to do with what you're teaching? Yeah, absolutely. And that's when, when I am sitting down for my weekly planning, like my when you, when you sit down to make your your planner and your time blocks and your to-do list and all of that where you're at in your cycle and what your superpowers are so like that list of like great time to start new projects maybe be thinking about writing down if new ideas pop up brainstorm make a plan strategize like this is great all of those tactical things if i know i'm in that follicular phase i place time for that within my time blocks right? And I know these are my superpowers and my strengths. So I'm not necessarily going to go into, and I know you have systems throughout the month into my financial stuff during this wonderful burst of when I should be using my creativity and my outward energy. So that's maybe a little elemental shift. And like, as I roll through the different tasks, you may just see like, oh, okay, well, instead of having, you know, content planning or when I show up for a webinar, B, on my menstrual phase, you can still do it because like I'm, I'm saying right now, I typically like to record my podcasts in follicular and ovulation phase, like batch record in that mode because communication is more opened and cleared. You can think of words off the top of your head more creatively in that phase. But I really was excited to hop on and record this with you. And so even though I'm in my menstrual phase, I was like, yeah, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up for this. Cause, and also it's, it's a task I could really talk about in my sleep at this point, but it's maybe just looking at when you are planning your weeks and your time blocks and your business activities, just making one small shift to aligning where it is your biology is best performing and placing that there. So even though your system may have um, content planning during your menstrual phase, you can still do it during that phase, but then you're not beating yourself up if things aren't just rolling in and creativity. You feel like right. I have nothing important to say that I haven't already said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just the awareness. And the thing that I love so much that you said is even if, because like right now you were like hitting my sore spot and like that trigger point where you say, I like, when I sit down to do my plans, they do roll with the month, regardless of where my cycle is. And when you're like, no, you could be higher performing if you did it this other way. I'm like, ah, don't make me. <laughs> but then, but then you said, or maybe you just reevaluate when you're in that time and space. So I could slowly make this shift, right? And, and slowly begins to, to pull out even more strengths because my thing is all about high performing. We have to be high performing. If we're going to be work from home moms, if we're going to try and like work out, if we're going to try and make our bodies look and feel the way that we want them to, if we're going to try and be super connected and intimate with our spouses and super connected and intimate with our kids, like that's high performing. And this is like one of the biggest things like Joel doesn't even have to like try and convince me. I know this is one of, if not the biggest thing that we need to understand about being a woman's to be able to get to that high performing level that men just will never understand. And they cannot speak to, they don't know it. They don't understand it. They never will. So good. I feel like that is a really good place for us to understand. Now let's, let's, you said that you talked about the follicular. That's the first one. So we got three more to hash through really quick. And then yeah we'll see if I have any other questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll roll through the other ones. And so often you can associate um, how we go through our cycles very much like how physical seasons typically look follicular being very much like spring, that newness that like things may bubbling creatively under the surface, but you're not necessarily seeing the fruits of the labor yet. But after follicular is ovulation and ovulation is a shorter phase, only three to five ish days long, but this is where estrogen peaks and our other sex hormones like FSH, LH, the, the actual, if you want to know the science behind the hormones, I know them, but I know you're here for like the, what does it do to my body? But yeah. hormones are peaking, right? And so this is really when we do have that vibrancy without even trying. So when it comes to productivity, this is a great time to have important conversations. Maybe do a lot of your podcast batching, or if you are somebody that creates videos, have webinars, you could pre-record a lot of things in advance because our communication centers are very open when our, when our estrogen is peaking like this. And so it's, it's a great time to even, you know, those uncomfortable conversations, maybe you've been wanting to ask for a raise or raise your prices or something like that. This is really a great time to sit and think about that, whether you talk it through with a business coach or a boss, but it's just a great time for communication to um, be 
outward in our energy and surround ourselves with others, maybe collaborating with others during this time when it comes to motherhood. And I know we didn't really touch on motherhood with follicular, but with um, motherhood in follicular phase, it's really kind of the same. Like this could be a great time where you plan out your family calendar, you go somewhere new, you try some, some things new, do a new activity together as a family. And much like ovulation and follicular roll together, sometimes I even refer to as follicular and ovulation being very much similar. Like I feel pretty much the same follicular through ovulation, but this is a great time to have family events and arrange play dates. Like I literally looked at when is my son's third birthday and it is smack dab on ovulation. Thankfully last year and my firstborn's fourth birthday, it was right during late luteal. And trust me, the production that I do for birthday parties in ovulation versus late luteal look entirely different. I love this. I have high expectation of myself <laughs> and, and lower and it is a okay right it's like it's like the pinterest party birthday came to life and then it was like we went to costco and the dollar store and happy birthday to you <laughs> you literally just hit the nail on the head you <laughs> literally described it and i was super cranky at my son's fourth birthday because i was noticing and oh i could totally riff on relationship how um, cyclical, you'll notice cyclically how things go within your relationship. But during that late luteal birthday party, I was noticing everything my husband wasn't doing and all the things I was. And that, that just knowing, knowing that and how that makes things prevalent doesn't mean that there's necessarily anything wrong. Sometimes I just have to reiterate the story that's going on in my head. Right. So I, I love that so much. And there is so much, if there is one thing that I understand about my cycle and what it affects is my marriage. Mm -hmm. Hands down. I like know that like the back of my hand. And it was just exactly what you just said as of late. And I've even helped a few friends through this lately. It's like, Hey, are you like extra nitpicky about your husband because of where you are in your cycle? Like, have you even looked at that? And then it's like, Oh, I I totally see what's going on here. On another podcast I did with my best friend, I was talking about this and the example of my husband loves when there's a snowstorm and he can go snow blow all the neighbors. Like he takes the tractor out and he goes to every single person in the neighborhood and takes a lot of time. Me in ovulation phase, I'm like, oh, I am married to the nicest man. He is going around blowing out every single buddy's driveway. <laughs> like how nice of him. Hours on end. Late luteal or menstrual phase, I'm like, he is out in that tractor for hours while I am in here with the kids doing all the things. It's a snowstorm. So we're all bored out of our minds and it's the same situation. My husband isn't, this isn't what's causing it at all. Right. Which is precisely why they think we're crazy. Yes. Because he's like, I don't understand last month. You loved me when I went and blew all the snow and this month I am in so much trouble. I don't even know what's happening you have to be crazy. And I swear to you, I never laugh about this conversation. I have been in an abusive relationship where I was called crazy and it made me feel crazy and it was a horrible thing and I will never condone it. But let me just tell you, you're not crazy. You need to empower yourself to understand what your hormones are doing to your thought processes, 
why they are allowing you to be the best wife and the best mom and the best business owner in a portion of the month. And then later in the month, why you feel like quitting, why you feel like you want to send your kids to boarding school, Mm -hmm. or you just want them to have screen time all the time. And you like beat yourself up about it. And you just want to eat all day. And like, you need to understand why these things are happening so that you can be empowered to be able to make different choices, give yourself grace, be prepared, be intentional, which is what I bring to this, to the podcast, to my podcast, right? Is how to, how to use this to create a system that allows you to succeed in every area of your life. Right. And it was just really changing up that thought. When that negative thought came in my mind, I didn't let it dictate a spiral out of control brain like cycle of like, well, and this is wrong and this is wrong and that is wrong and that is wrong. I then understood, well, different perspective. That's why I'm seeing things this way. And, and I have learned how to support myself more. Like in the past, I maybe would have thought, okay, well, on that snow day, I should have all these activities for the kids and blah, 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 blah. Well, in in that type of a situation and in the moment, it's like, it's fine if we watch Frozen on repeat and I just grab some of the snow from outside, put some trucks and tractors in it, and that's their thing, right? Whereas motherhood in the follicular and ovulation phase, this is really the time where you're like, we're going to have a picnic and then we're going to go to the pool and then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you're going to have a lot of that outward energy, right? Because follicular ovulation, you really can think of that as like one whole chunk. And because that outward energy is there, right? But then maybe when it comes to luteal menstrual phase and you get those feelings and you're comparing yourself to that Pinterest mom, you can then say to yourself, like, I have my moments and I have my things. And it's, it's also okay to have those snuggle on the couch days. It's okay to have all of those. And that kind of leads us into talking about luteal, where in luteal phase, it is a longer phase. So it's after ovulation and before your menstrual, your period, and that can be 10 to 14 ish days. And so that's where typically when you say you have a longer um, cycle, it's really just because maybe your luteal phase is a little bit longer right? So maybe your friend who's like 24-ish days, maybe she has like 12 days of follicular, uh, three days of ovulation and 10 days or, and then 11 days of luteal. I haven't done the quick math at that, but you know what I mean? Like your guys' cycles are both right by textbook numbers. They're just different a little bit. So yeah, you can totally think of this as in weeks, but that luteal phase could be for you two-ish weeks. And with luteal, it's not like after ovulation, it's like, whoomp, your hormones just completely go down. Remember that bell curve, follicular, they're rising, ovulation, they're peaking. So in luteal, they do kind of go down on a slower motion. And there is a tiny little peak mid luteal phase. So maybe luteal phase, you have some good days and you have some off days, right? And really just knowing how to honor and support luteal phase, that's a little bit different than follicular phase, but that doesn't mean we have to be in misery for two weeks. 
that's just saying, okay, I'm going to take these different strengths that I have during this luteal phase and apply them to these specific areas of my business and in my home and in my relationships. Because when your hormones start dropping and then if they come up, yeah, like that could mean some mood swings. That could mean you do feel energetic and outward, especially in that first half of luteal phase. Um, so in luteal phase, you can really think of it as like fall where you are in completion of things. So whether that's completion in business, you remember follicular phase, that's typically when you get new ideas, ovulation, put them into action, get the things done. And then in luteal phase, sit back and like complete, do some back end stuff. Like this is a time where within my business, if I do have to edit podcast episodes, I'd rather edit during luteal phase than record. Not always, it's not always a hard rule, but ad, admin tasks. So this is oftentimes where I go in and look at um, the finance side of things, the back end things. How are my sales pages looking? It's getting things cleaned up and organized. I posted on Instagram the other day that made a lot of people laugh that you know you're in luteal-ish phase when the messes around you become offensive. Like you just get irritated with your space. And that's because when your hormones, estrogen, and your other hormones are lowering, progesterone is increasing, which is typically our calming hormone. But a lot of us women think that that level that level calm hormone is like blah. I don't know why I'm feeling blah today. And instead of resisting and calling it blah, can you call it something different? Could it be reflective? Could it be inward? Could it be something different? Because sometimes we're so uncomfortable with that type of neutral energy, neutral emotion that we think it's wrong, right? So in this luteal phase, you may, you may have days where you're feeling really good. It's usually that week before your period where it's just super important to slow down and become, become reflective, tie up some loose ends. This is Your body is essentially preparing for its winter, which is menstrual phase. And like I said, this is the phase that I talk about the least, so I'll just roll right into it. But with menstrual phase, it being three to seven-ish days long, depending on where you're at, hormones are completely at their lowest. So this is just a good time to evaluate your past month, have a little bit of reflection. If you can take the time off, especially on day one or day two of your cycle, whichever is heaviest for you, like if you can take that time off or make your to-do list shorter, like prioritize that to-do list, don't expect yourself to do all the things in business and all the meal planning and prepping and, and the laundry on top of it, kind of have that be more of a chill, relaxed day. If that means in your business, taking some time off or just prior towards prioritizing your to-do list, not putting everything on there. If that in motherhood or in your relationship just means you, this is a time where you allow yourself to not be the hands-on person operating the ship for all of the meals or all of the activities like if you guys are planning to go in the go to the park in the morning 
but you really energetically are like, I know I'm going to be cranky if I go. I know I'm going to just be like, how about you take the kids and let that be bonding time with your kids and your spouse or their grandparents or whatever it is. Like, let that be special time where they get adult interaction from not just you so you can restore yourself. I know that's in some seasons of my life that wasn't necessarily possible, but maybe it just meant we watched more movies and I plopped my bum on the couch in some comfy sweatpants and sweatshirt. And I just would like really be cozy with my kids because as you can see with this round, like rounding out this entire kind of system, it's leading you to be being a well-rounded mom, a well-rounded business owner, a well-rounded wife, because you are hitting every area that we essentially want to be or need to be for our businesses and for our families, but just placing it at the times or knowing what's our strength at that time. So for example, let's just take a, a simple thing like within our businesses, you know, creating the content for our stuff and then putting it out there into the world. So with that and knowing that that's your strength in follicular phase, you could do a great brain dump of all the, all the things that are maybe coming to mind of what type of content you want to produce for your business. Then as you near ovulation phase, you sit down, you maybe take the pictures, you maybe write out the posts or outline it or record or make videos. And then in luteal phase, you could definitely say, okay, I'm going to post this on that day and then on that day and then on that day and then on that day. And then you have, you have it there for you and you kind of can reflect in your next menstrual phase on how, how did content production go for my business. When it comes to motherhood, you know, you think about it in follicular phase, you, you plan out maybe your meal plans, your family calendar, what's going to be going on in the next month-ish for your family. Set that intention depending on what season in it, it, you're in with your kids and all the things you've got going on. You put it out on paper and then in ovulation phase, you go and you do those plans and you be outward and you can have the play dates and be the screaming, cheering mom in the stands at the activities, right? And you're like the woo or creating the Pinterest party or whatever it is. And then in luteal phase, like this is a time where maybe you really do be intentional about your kids independently figuring some things out on their own. So them figuring out some of the chores, supporting them, listening during luteal phase. That's what I always have to, that's like a mantra I now have during luteal phase. Cause if I'm the talker, I'm usually the one starting the fight. And so I'm like a listener dur during luteal phase. And then during menstrual phase, like we're typically in our home cozy. I'm not expecting myself to do a ton of outward stuff. And I think another roundabout way is you could think about the task at hand because yes, sometimes there's going to be tasks that don't align with your cycle that have to get done or a birthday party happens on the first day of your period and you're still going to go to it because it's an important person for you, your family, and your life. I would then just evaluate the different intention and expectation of myself for that situation. So we kind of touched on that with the birthday party. You know, with the birthday party, I wasn't in full alignment with my late luteal phase that one year. And it did, I mean, my brother and sister-in-law noticed how cranky I was. And I'm like, well, if I would have just did 
X, Y, and Z to make things more simple on me, I would have had a better time, right? Mm-hmm. Versus when another time, this same type of birthday party situation, it's going to be a-okay because I'm just naturally going to have the energy for it. Yeah, there's, <clears throat> that's all amazing. It's all really great stuff. I just have like a bazillion notes scratched in all over my paper. <laughs> um, so I can't wait to see how your brain takes this information and puts it more into systems. But the crazy thing about our hormones is they're not necessarily 1000% predictable, right? You may never be able to be like, okay, on day 22 of my cycle, that's when I really like my spreadsheets and looking at the finances and, and budgeting and whatnot, you know, but it's just having the diff- the the knowledge of what's going on with your biology, knowing your tasks at hand, and then in the areas of wiggle room where you can bring grace to it and bring the awareness to it, and maybe yeah, change some things around on your schedule because of it. You're you're gonna be optimizing in a way. I mean, they talk so much about biohacking now, and I'm like, for women knowing what's going on with our hormones and the shifting of it and how that impacts our mind, our body, our energy. It's the ultimate biohacking for us. Yeah, no, I were, I'm going to, I'm going to go to that place after I, after I tackle a couple of these questions. So I want to talk about how this does layer into the workflow process that I teach and just like my general productivity, because I see it very clearly now and I've felt a lot of pressure and resistance, like a lot of people feel resistance to what I teach because they feel like it's going to change everything that they do. Yeah, there's going to be a shift, but there doesn't have to be resistance. So I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But what I want to say is that, okay, so you just went over basically this luteal and menstrual phase. So this is like the second half of your cycle, right? But it's like a kind of a weekish of both somewhere in, in that, depending on who you are. And I will say that in the past like six months, I've really noticed that right before my period starts, it is the exact same sensation that would happen right before I'd have a baby. I nest hardcore. I get this like burst of I'm cleaning my house. I know my body instinctually knows I'm going to be down and out for the next two to three days. And I'm like lit up like wildfire and I'm like doing all the things. And I'm like, Oh, I'm totally going to start my period in a day or two. Like I know it like the back of my hand. Now it happens every single time. And I had my last baby I had at home. And so there was a really strong instinctual, um, like just like this biological sense that really came through when I knew I was preparing a birthing place and, and, uh, it was just a very different than when my first one came and I was having her in the hospital. Right. Yes. There was nesting and I wanted to do the nursery, but it was very different. And I, vividly remember that feeling. And it is, it is on a much smaller scale, that same feeling that I go through. And so I'm able to recognize, oh, wow. And be able to eat that up and use it up because I'm aware of it now. and know that that's, that's happening. There's like this nesting thing that happens. And I also try and do that in my business when I know, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to, when I get that burst of energy, I get a bunch of stuff done 
that I haven't already prepared for that I know may need to be done in the next three days when I'm actually just going to give myself time to rest. And so that you talked about going into this menstrual phase. And so I do try really hard to give myself one or two days off. Anytime I'm booking like big partnerships or big collaborations, I like, I literally look at my month's calendar and I'm like, where is this at? I do not want to be pushing one of these things out and doing all of this work whenever I'm in the middle of my menstrual phase, right? That's not, it's just not smart. And like this whole conversation that you had about like how everyone noticed at the, at the birthday party that you were super grumpy and just extra. I feel like these are such great things to be aware of because it's an amazing way to be able to support your marriage first and foremost. Like, and it's so funny. I remember the whole topic of like being on your period, something that you did not talk about with your husband when I was growing up, like that was not allowed. My mom hid her feminine products. Like they were not out in the open. That was like something tabooed. It was like this very, very like, Oh my gosh, no, you don't talk to your husband about those things. Oh no, we do. We talk about every phase in this house because I want him to understand that I'm not crazy, that the reason why I loved him whenever he was snow blowing that one time. And then I was super irritated with him. The other time was because of something biological that was happening in my body that I couldn't control. And what I can control is my response to. And so that is a way for us to work together as a team with the human that he was paired up with and married with. I don't have to bear that burden all on my own. We're a team here. So, Hey, guess what? I'm going to be down and out for the next couple of days. I'm going to lean on you more. I'm going to ask you to cook more. I may ask you to rub my back. I may ask you to support me more while I'm here in this specific space. And then there's going to be other times in, in, in a month cycle where you're not even going to have to lift a finger because I'm going to be on fire. And so there's going to be this ebb and flow with us that feels like a roller coaster that we often get dubbed with because it is much like a roller coaster, but being able to communicate those things because you have the awareness about where your body is, is, is what I know is so vital here. And so for those of us that are coming to this concept, either a little bit already enlightened like me, or I've kind of been trying to weave this in for the past year and a half, or for those of you that are brand new, don't be afraid to put this into what you're already doing. So for me, what this looks like is I have a workflow that I refresh every single week and I have specific tasks that I do every single month. Well, it's very easy for me to go in at the beginning of the month and just say, I'm probably not going to feel like doing that then. So I'm just going to switch it to week four instead of week two. Not a big deal, right? The other thing that's so I guess it just relieves a lot of pressure for me because I've been dubbed with the perfectionist label on the Enneagram charts. I'm not, I'm not married to that, but it is an inclination of, of who I am to be very detail oriented and want to get things done correctly or just not do it at all. That's very much my nature. So when I hear you can still do this correctly by just going back and revisiting the things that you did in a phase when it wasn't in your superpower, then when you're feeling really strong and really creative, go back and revisit. And I can guarantee you that you guys are all already doing this instinctually. You just have no idea what it means. I know that there are times when I'm hit with a burst of energy and I want to go ransack the pantry and I want to clean it. If I sat down and I looked at what phase I'm in, I guarantee you it would line up with everything that Joelle is teaching you. 
the point is to be able to use this as a tool in your back pocket and not just have it being a dictator in your life without you even understanding it. And that's really what I feel like I've gained from this entire conversation is being able to know now how to utilize this and put it in my life to elevate me even to the next step that maybe I wouldn't be able to get to without using this, without, without having the conversation about my cycle in a positive light, instead of just making it a negative one, like you open up this whole thing with full circle, right? Like this is how we begin to take our hormones and the cycle of them and make it a positive thing. We use it to our benefit. So and it really is, like you said, intuitive. I can't tell you how many times somebody's gone through my program or listened to various episodes on my podcast and come back and say like, holy moly, I now have this distinction of this event or this feeling or this activity always comes to me and it ends up always being. And a lot of ladies, it's the the fitness self-sabotage cycle because it's during follicular and ovulation when ladies are feeling like, oh, I really want to get into a new routine. I really want to start a new thing. And then ovulation, it's like, I'm doing good. I've got my plan. I'm going through on it. And then when that luteal dips and yeah, more sleep needs to happen, losing that natural outwardness energy, then in turn feels like a lack of motivation then it's like, okay, well then they let go of, oh, I'm not doing, I'm not feeling that exact same way as the beginning. And so therefore it must not be working. It must not be for me when really your body's just telling you do something a little different, like still stay on track with your goals, whether it's business, marriage, or with your intentions, your goals in all areas of your life, just bring a different awareness Mm -hmm. to what I need. And it is very intuitive. It does. Like so many times I give a talk on this and it feels like you do need to rechange and rearrange everything. But I promise you the next time you are in follicular phase and you're like, let me make two, two to three meal plans for my family. You'll be so shocked at like, oh my gosh, I literally just thought of 45 different dinners I can make for my family. And I know your system of meal planning, which works so well, but the ideas for those note cards may come to you so much easier in follicular phase versus another phase where you're like, my brain is having a hard time turning on today. Yeah. And just knowing this is like, I have no intentions of telling anyone or even for myself completely flip-flopping all of my cycles that I do in my business to meet my feminine cycle and my hormonal cycle. That's not the point. Although some people that are really into this do structure their entire life around it. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I think for me, the world was not created around a woman's feminine cycle and it couldn't be because we're all on different cycles. So the world flows on, on a monthly basis, on a daily basis, on a calendar, right? And so I'm going to structure my business and my home based around the functionality of that. And then I'm going to take me as a woman and my hormones, and I'm going to make sure that I'm taking everything that I'm setting up and putting into my life and I'm optimizing it based on how I'm able to produce and show up because of what my hormones dictate. And just try it. Because when you sit and you think about not trying it, you're going to constantly be butting heads with this inner person, right? With this inner thing. 
and it's your hormones. It's not anything that you can control at all. Like it's just, that's why whenever we either take synthetic hormones like birth control or we get pregnant and we have all these other hormones, we feel like an alien has taken us over. Like we feel like a completely different person because our entire being is run off of our hormones. And when they change, we don't feel like ourselves. And so if you're constantly not aligning with those hormones, you're constantly out of alignment with who you are, like what the basis and the foundation biologically is inside of you. So I think it's, I've only just kind of begun, right? Even though I say it's been like a year that I've been hashing this out, maybe a year and a half, but I feel like I've only begun to scratch the surface on how much better I can communicate with Blaine and how much better I can be with my kids and how much better I can be in my business. Like how much more creative am I going to be if I really sit down and I look, let me, let me look at my notes. Follicular says creative underneath it. So if I really look at my follicular cycle at sitting down and revamping what my podcast episodes are going to be for the next month, like, wow, I'm really excited to see what that's going to be able to do for me. And here's a super tactical, like, cause I have, I do workflows too. And mine are to the point where I have like a, a Tuesday workflow for my feminine fitness podcast. And that's when the episode is up. So that means making the graphic, sending out the email and posting it in the group and in stories. Okay. So I did all of those things today. And with being in menstrual phase, like I notice myself when I'm in like menstrual phase, I, that's when I want to be on social media the least, you know, I, I can 100% tell when an entrepreneur is ovulating because they're just on their stories and they're like, and like, it's just so natural to be outward and to share but today I still got my workflow done. I still posted, but I didn't necessarily put my face and I, I didn't be like, oh my gosh, you guys, on today's episode with like 16 Insta stories explaining it. I'll, I, I did the post, I shared the links and I'll maybe go back and like show my face for like two to three. Right. And right. so th- I still am absolutely getting my workflows done because there are things that need to be done within my home and in my business that no are like th- they get done. I want that type of task to be out there. Right. But it's just done in a little bit different way and with grace and understanding of myself. Yeah. And instead of beating myself self up and being like, oh my gosh, I saw another girl on social today showing and sharing in such a vibrant, organic way. And I'm like, she's totally ovulating. Like, and I'm not, and it's okay. We're different. I love, see what I told you? Like Joelle seriously says that she sees the world this way. Um, And it's such a cool thing to be able to learn from each other. I will say that this really challenges me and and then we'll wrap up, but this really challenges the things that I was taught about just what it means to have a period. And that was like it, that was all we were ever taught, you know? And it was like such a a terrible thing that you just didn't talk about. It was almost like shameful in a way, I guess it was just something that you just didn't talk about. It was super private with sure. Yeah. It's private. But I remember this like notion that even if you have cramps, you still get up, you still go do things. Even if you don't feel good, you still, like my mom is a hustle hard lady. Like she works her tail off and always, always has. She's a hard, hard worker. She gets her hands dirty. And 
maybe she didn't have the choice to do it any other way. And maybe you are listening to this and you don't feel like you have the choice, but to hustle hard all the time. But there are ways to honor what's happening in your body in even just the smallest sense. Like maybe you don't have the privilege of taking two days off of work. Maybe you don't, you know, like as a teenage girl, we didn't have the choice to not go to school, right? Like we had to go to school. You had to go to college. You had to show up. Like I worked full time. I was in school, 23 credit hours. Like I didn't have the choice to take time off. And that just, it just wasn't life. Right. And we don't have, we don't have the choice to not take our kids places and to not feed our kids. And so what Joel saying is that you have to show up for certain things. It's just when, when we talk about running your ship in, in motherhood and home and business, it's looking at it through the lens of what is my body going to biologically be going through and be able to support it with the decisions that you're making as you're putting plans in place, even if it's on a day by day or a week by week basis. And go back and listen to this episode 12 times and take a bunch of notes because there's a lot of good stuff in here. (laughs) Yes, my friend, I hope you listen to this episode again and again. And I thank you so much for joining Chelsea and I today.